You are dialed in to the Success Line Podcast, the place where you get a chance to phone a friend, call in a lifeline, and ask a favor of someone who's been there and done that. This is Real People getting one-on-one coaching with Success Entrepreneurship Editor and New York Times bestselling author, Rory Vaden. Here's Rory. Hey there, it's Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group and your host of The Success Line. What you're about to hear is a real-life conversation with somebody that I am just meeting about the actual struggles they are facing each and every day in their life and their business. You and I are going to meet them at the same time. We're going to have an honest talk and then stick around at the very end and I'll do a debrief and a recap highlighting some of the biggest takeaways that you can apply to your own life. Let's get started. Hey, welcome back to the Success Line Podcast. It's your man, Rory Vaden, where we're doing live one-on-one coaching calls with real-life people, helping them grow their business, build their business, figure out what their business should be. And I'm meeting people for the first time, uh, just as you are meeting them. Today is no different. I am joined by a gentleman named Joseph. I have never met him before. And so we're here to learn a little bit about his dream and his plan and uh, talk about what he's what he's working on in his business. So, Joseph, welcome to the show. Mr. Rory, thank you very much for bringing me on board. I mean, it's an honor. It's a pleasure. I'm humbled and I'm grateful to have this opportunity to share this moment with you. I'm really looking forward to, uh, to picking your brain and getting us to see where we can take this. I'm sure we can get, get going in the right direction. Thank you for bringing me along again. Thank you. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm excited about it too. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us, you know, who, who you are, where you come from, like what, um, what do you, what do you do? And just a little bit of backstory before we get into your question. Not to go so back so far, like I was saying, you know, 10, 15 years ago, I used to speak before audiences, uh, not large audiences, but I'd say 100, 200 people at a time. And um, regarding um, leadership, um, employee engagement, uh, mentorship, um, steps to uh, maybe build their mindset um, at a time. And I kind of like faded away from there. Um, I went in another direction. I took up another profession. I got into transportation and that's where I've been so far up to today. Um, and when I see what's going on, when I see the, the information that's being put out, I know I can get back into the game and I can really put some real good, valuable information out in front of everyone. And that's my reason to be here before you today. Interesting. So you're, we're potentially exploring a career shift. It, it sounds like you've got this very stable like career that you've been doing for a long time, but you're, you're feeling maybe a little bit of a calling or a prompting to go back and do some more speaking. Is that, am I hearing that right? Yes, sir. I think that's exactly where my heart is at and my passion is at. And I think um, at this point in time in my life, it's the direction that I want to go. I think that there's a lot of uh, opportunity to help and to provide valuable information to a lot of individuals that, that really seem to, um, to need this information. I've always been a people person. So for me, it's always been um, easy to relate, to get to know, and to basically speak in front of everybody. So it's not um, something that I'm not comfortable with, and um, I like standing in front of people and giving, letting them see what's on my mind and helping them out. 
All right. All right. So, uh, well, that is something that we know something about, um, building, a, <laughs> building a speaking career, obviously something we've spent a lifetime doing and a big part of what we actually uh, teach people and help people do at Brand Builders Group. That's like a formal part of what we help them with. So right. um, I'm hopeful that we can dig into something. So what's your what's your specific question, I guess, right now for for the success line? Well, based on the landscape of the motivational speaking or leadership speaking, I've seen a lot change from when I used to do it. There's a lot more technology. There's a lot more information, mm. similar but different information. And there's a lot of competition out there. My question would be, what do you feel is the right path? Um, do you feel it's the right moment? And what would be your first steps into getting back into the motivational speaking? All right. Um, love it. Okay. So you asked three questions there. It was a triple parter. Yes. What is the right <laughs> path? Is this the right moment? And what are the first steps? Um, right. So I first want to talk about the right moment. Because right. this is a question I think that applies to everybody looking at a career shift, anybody um, going after, you know, or pursuing their dream. Um, I believe that it's never the wrong moment to chase after your, your to, to, to start moving towards your dream, I would say. Um, it's never the wrong moment to start moving towards your dream. Now, in terms of it being the right moment or the perfect moment, um, I do think there is some calculation or assessment of, uh, I would call it calculated risk about times to do it. But I would say it never has to do with what is happening uh, outside of you. I think a lot of people, when they say, is it the right moment? Like you mentioned competition. We kind of have a general disregard for competition. Uh, when we talk about what's the right path and what are the first steps, we'll, we'll dive into that. But we have always just kind of, I mean, just what I said, we have a general disregard for competition. Um, and that's because the premise of everything that we believe um, can be summed up in a, in a line that I got from one of my mentors, a guy named Larry Wingett. And he said, the goal is to find your uniqueness and exploit it in the service of others. Find your uniqueness and exploit it in the service of others. So we're playing a game like of uniqueness. That. We're not playing a game of competitive advantage. Um, and so we'll talk about that in a second. But in terms of the right moment, um, we would never say, oh, there's too many people out there on this topic, so you shouldn't do it. That is not something we would ever do. Um, but I do think there is a calculation to be made for your own personal situation, particularly your financial situation. Um, starting a personal brand, in your case, starting a, you know, a speaking career is starting a business. And a lot of people don't equate the two. And starting any business typically requires a lot of time and you spend a lot of money and you don't make a lot of money. So that is a, a natural part of starting a business. I mean, even when, uh, you know, my wife and I have started several companies and we rolled a bunch of them up and sold them together a few years ago, um, several of them, um, we still were in a season of uh, not making a lot of money and spending a lot of money and it taking a lot of time to do another startup. So 
part of that depends on what season are you in. And so a lot of times if people have young children, I'll say, Hey, you should think about that. Or, or like if you are in a financial situation where you're really stretched thin, like, uh, sometimes that's, it doesn't mean you shouldn't start it, but you should make a calculation of going, am I in a position personally that I can afford to take a little risk? Now, sometimes having your back against the wall works really great. But, um, another common thing is people will have a side hustle and they go, okay, how long should this be my side hustle? And when should I take the leap? And we like to say, do it as a side hustle to where you can start seeing some traction and a little momentum. And, and then once you see that, then you can kind of take the leap. So, you know, that answer is different for each person, but I guess I'd have to put, put some of that back on you. So on that one, do you feel like it could be the right moment for you? Um, I'm pretty much going to be all in real soon here. Um, but I do have three young children, even though I'm an older guy, I do Ah. have three young children, a six year old and a set of twins that are four. Four, so two four-year-olds and a six-year-old yes. got it okay so uh, as far as the timing and i'm i'm gonna repeat what you said the timing is never wrong um it all depends on the individual situations and what the like you said finances personal decisions for me um i've never been one to worry about the competition because once i go all in i'm all in and i just disregard what's around me and i focus yeah. on my goal my vision and my determination kicks in um uniqueness to me i've always been high energy i've always been um raw genuine authentic and i've always put it out there just with no basic no let's say no script just get up there and speak exactly what i have to speak about and without any unfiltered and unadulterated so that's where i think my uniqueness as far as myself plays a big role into what i like to do okay so um yeah so i like the timing thing you know in terms of the kids you know, I mm-hmm. think uh, one of my favorite interviews I've ever done uh, was with a woman named Tracy. She was a very high-powered executive, um, and she—I asked her one time about being a mom and being a, you know, like being being a C-level executive uh, and trying to balance kids. And she said, "Well, a lot of people use their kids as a reason why they can't succeed." I figured out that my kids are not the reason I can't succeed; they're the reason why I must. Um, and so it, it can be done, but it maybe does shape the way you think about it. Right. Cause it's like classically, you know, a, a successful speaking career for years and years has been life on the road. It's been a lot of time away from the home and that can be difficult, especially if you got young kids, but because of technology, there's, there's some ways you can deliberately structure that. Um, the other thing that you can do is if you build a good marketing engine, you can have people come to you. So like I actually spent the first part of my career going out and speaking everywhere. And now I rarely do. Um, I mean, I, you know, maybe a couple dozen times a year, which is a a big drop from where I used to speak 70 times a year. Um, but other than that, people come, people come to us. Um, so you can, you can build the business model around your lifestyle, but it's important to go, Oh, I need to be aware of my lifestyle and structure the business model around the lifestyle. That way you don't end up compromising one for the other. Um, so that is what I would, you know, on the timing. Now, in terms of the first steps, okay, so we talked about finding your uniqueness. Um, you mentioned being high energy, genuine, authentic, uh, that kind of thing. 
That's all great. Those are good assets. I would say they're not unique, Uh, meaning there are a lot of people who are high energy. There are a lot of people who are genuine. There are a lot of people who are authentic. Um, So those are great attributes and characteristics to hang on to. When we talk about finding your uniqueness, what we're, what we're describing is finding an area of study, an area of insight, an area of wisdom that you can explore in a way that nobody else ever has. Um, and that in a way that maybe nobody else ever will, because they're not drawn to it like you. Um, and so in the world of speaking, you know, if you just Google motivational speakers, there's hundreds of thousands, maybe millions leadership speaker, there's same thing. Um, and so the, the way to come about this is to figure out what piece of expertise do I have that I can build on and develop that is a very, very narrow piece of the puzzle. And, um, our belief is that you're more likely to break through the wall of being known if you focus on being known for one thing versus if you talk in general about a lot of things. If you say a little about a lot, you're going to bounce off the wall. You're going to get consumed by the noise. You're going to get you're going to be part of the noise. You'll be absorbed as noise. But if you can instead of saying a little about a lot, if you can say a lot about a little, then you can become the world's leading authority on blank. And that's a game that you can play and you can drive and then you can break through the wall on that. And then once you break through the wall, when you're on the other side, then you can expand into other things. But what we really want to do is we really want to find what is that narrow sliver, that narrow place that you can explore and that you can create true, unique, original thought leadership, um, and you can uh, forward the conversation. That's a term that we use a lot with our brand builders group clients is how can you forward the conversation? Meaning where are you up to date on what has been said on a topic? And then how can you advance the thinking? How can you evolve it? How can you, you know, add to it, contribute to it and not just say the same thing everyone else has said in a different way, but how can you advance the thinking or forward, uh, forward the thinking? Um, so, you know, what comes up for you there, Joseph, like when we, when, you know, in that context, what, what do you think about? Well, my, my go-to has always been my health. I've always stepped into the health realm and I've spoken and, and done a lot into the health industry. Um, that's one of the, the, the topics that I'm, I'm, an, I'm an expert about, and I've done it for mm-hmm. so many years. And I do post a couple of videos on the weekend. Saturdays and Sundays are my health videos. And that's where I focus on in that aspect. I think that's a topic that, like you said, it, there is a lot of individuals out there. But what can I drive or what point can I make it look a little different and make it seem different so that I can bust through that wall? Yeah. So for me, so, it would be the health topic. I like that. Okay. So I, I, I like that. So that is already, you know, that's a, a little more focused even from where the conversation sort of began to go health. 
And um, one of the rules that we use, uh, one of the tests we use is we often say, what would you spend your time doing on a Saturday afternoon, even if you weren't paid to do it? That is one of the places that's a hint. So that's how we train our strategists actually to work with our clients is we say, you know, pay attention to what people would do on a Saturday afternoon. Um, That's a hint to their uniqueness. And so if you're spending your weekends creating content around health, I take that as a strong, you know, indication or a sign that, okay, that's in the direction that we should explore because, uh, here's the irony. Um, if you pursue a topic just to make money, either you won't make any money and you'll burn out on it, or you will make money and you'll burn out on it. Like it, right. it doesn't drive, like it, it has a terminal level of motivation, um, uh, or inspiration, I guess would be a, a better word for it. But if there's something that you would do for free and you just, because you love talking about it, you're passionate about that message. So I think, I think that's great. Um, so we take people through this process called the brand DNA helix. It is, uh, the six questions that we ask them and we brainstorm answers to these questions and we say their uniqueness lives at the, at the overlap or the intersection of these six questions. So health is something that you're passionate about. Right. One of the things that we have learned is that typically you're most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were. You're most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were. So why are you passionate about health, Joseph? It's what I live for. That's exactly what I've been doing for many years, and that's something that I'm really uh, well-versed in and have studied it to a T, and I have it down. And that's my passion, my heart. That's where my life goes into. Is learning about health? And like when you say health, is that nutrition? Is that exercise? Is that like, like talk, talk to me more specifically. Is it supplements? The complete package. I'm very well versed in supplementation, um, nutrition, and weight training, all different sorts of exercising as well. So it's a complete package deal. Okay. Um, So then when you look at turning this into a business (laughs) and you go, okay, I'm passionate about health is kind of all these things. When you turn something into a business, that automatically means it has to become something that people pay for, which then um, automatically leads us to that. uh, The the genesis of a personal brand is answering one question and one word, which is what problem do I solve? Because in order for something to be a business, it, there has to be a problem that people have, and then they're willing to part with their dollars in order, in order to change that. Um, and so part of how I would, I would direct this to you is I would say, what do you think is the, is the root problem that causes like a lack of health? What is the thing that most people, if there was one thing that people needed to understand about health that they don't understand about health, what would that be? Mindset. What about mindset? Most of the people are not mentally prepared um, to take on the challenges that a well-structured exercise meal program and supplementation program will, will take them. Uh, they don't understand it. 
um, they don't take the time to understand it. And their mindset is not in the place it needs to be when they go to undertake one of these programs. All right. So where is their mindset? Like if, if their mindset is not right, then what is it? It's in a total different concept of the philosophy between behind the nutritional aspect, the consistency and repetitive action that needs to be put in place and their complete journey and turning it into a lifestyle. They don't understand that. Yeah. Okay. So, um, there, then, um, what do you think is their problem? Like if you had to, if you had to just come up like uh, so we call this exercise, the problem cloud. Um, okay. Let's just do a brainstorm of words and, and these words we want uh, to be and, and and by the way, it, it can take years to find a uniqueness for somebody. So like trying to do it in one short conversation on, on average, it takes us two days when we work with a client. So we're, you know, we're trying to do a very compressed version of it here, but um uh, we do a, this exercise called a problem cloud, which is we want to just throw out individual single words that capture some part of the energy of the problem that people have. So what, right. what are the, what is the problem they have that you could help them solve that you think is closely connected to the root problem? And these words should be problem words. So you wouldn't like health is not a problem word. That's a, that's a payoff word. That's, um, um, so it'd be, what is, it'd be sickness, right? That would be a problem word. So what are some words that come, uh, like to mind f- for you around problems that people have? Fatigue, energy, um, drive is similar determination. Um, those are some of the ones that I will always experiment that I've always um, seen when I, when I undergo or undertake a training someone, or they come to me and they ask me questions regarding health and fitness, um, low energy, um, depressed, um, no, no, like I said, no drive to get to the point where they, they want to go, but they don't see where they want to go. Um, obviously all the other root causes or the blood pressure, the cholesterol, and all those words would be thrown in there as well. Uh-huh. Now, and things like blood pressure and cholesterol are typically symptoms of the problem. Symptoms. Right? Mm-hmm. So Correct. Yes. Now, if if there was one thing and only one thing and this part this is really this is this is really hard is to figure out in one sentence, this is what's super hard. Like most authors can write an entire book, but they cannot tell you in one sentence what they want you to do at the end of that book. Uh, this is the same reason why most speakers fail. Most speakers will talk for an hour, but they cannot concisely communicate in one sentence what it is they want the audience to do when they are done. And it's very difficult work because it's difficult to go. I've spent my entire life learning about this subject. I'm extremely passionate about it. I've changed my life. I've helped other people and have to bottle it all up into one sentence. But this is the work of the, that the people do who break through the wall. It's it's crystal clear. And so I would say, okay, if there was only one thing that I was going to do in my life, and I'd want you to tell me as a command, as an instruction, um, you say, Rory, if there's one thing related to your health that you do, you should do blank. What would that be? I'm, 
in order to become healthier, the one thing I should do should be what? Rory, the one thing that you should do is completely transform your lifestyle and live a great life. Okay. So, um, good start. Okay. So I like the direction. So transform your lifestyle. Now live a great life. What I want to do is I want it to be extremely practical. Practical. Now, so, so live a great life isn't super practical because I don't know what that means. It's obscure, but transform your lifestyle feels a bit more pragmatic. It feels a bit more practical. So what, what does that mean to transform your lifestyle? Tell me explicitly what, what is it about my lifestyle that, that I, that, you know, I need to transform. Well, when you walk away from here, not only do you want to transform your lifestyle, but you want to get around your negative surroundings, your alcohol drinking, your smoking, and any of the other um, negative aspects of your life. Okay, so that would be that's close to a message there, which would be something like this. Eliminate negative habits. Okay, that is now a message that is now a practical takeaway that you can go. I am going to help you eliminate negative habits. Um, That is very, very clear. Now, the only the only potential problem here is, is that we need to figure out is that what your whole brand is about? Because a way of thinking about it is like, would this be the whole book or would this just be a chapter in the book? Um, if chapter, you're, if, if the whole book would be about helping people eliminate negative habits, I think that'd be super unique because here's what everyone, here's what most, here's how most people teach health. Here's all the things you should do. You should eat vegetables. You should, you know, work out. You should take vitamins. You should sleep more. You should blah, 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 blah. So to me, the message of eliminate negative habits is potentially very much unique because your, your spin now is, is not all the stuff you need to start doing. It's just what you need to stop doing. But the problem potentially is that your system might, you might believe that there's more to it than that. So I guess my question is, is eliminate negative habits. Is that, is that the book or is that just a chapter in the book? No, that would be one of the chapters in the book because there's more, many more chapters left in the, in that book. Gotcha. Yeah. What are the other chapters in the book? Um, what do you think the other chapters would be in the book? So this is another exercise we often take people through as we go. It can be hard to nail. This is called the premise of the book, or we sometimes use the phrase through line. It's it. Um, you know, this, this is one of the reasons why my Ted talk went viral. Uh, we've had clients that we've helped who've had Ted talks go viral and it's because they have a very clear one sentence instruction. The, the entire 18 minute talk can be boiled down. So one of the ways to find that, uh, sometimes it's hard to nail that one sentence, but what is uh, sometimes easier is to list out all the chapters and then go, what's the through line of these chapters? Now, it's possible that yours has something to do with lifestyle. That feels like a good word. But anyways, you said eliminate negative habits is one chapter. So what would the other chapters in that book be? I think, the, like I had stated before, I think the, uh, addressing somewhat of the mind, the mindset of the, of the, of the individuals, um, that's always been one of the challenges that I've had the, to address. And at times, it's become more of a psychological session than actually a health and fitness session. 
And what, what is it about their mindset that you're having to address? What are you having to change in their mind that's different from they come in thinking this and you teach them to think this? Their surroundings is the main component. Uh, my friend said this. My husband said this. My wife says this. So and they come with a mindset of they're already in their mind thinking that all these negative thoughts before we even started our program or before we even sat down and spoke about wellness, exercise, health, fitness, et cetera. So I have to try to transition them from the negative mindset to the positive mindset to get the work in. Okay. And what's the negative mindset and what's the positive mindset? So the, is the negative mindset, this stuff doesn't work or it's hard work or like, what's the negative mindset? The, the negative mindset is I don't feel like doing this. I'm tired. I got so many things going on in my life. Some of those topics. And then the positive mindset is you can do this. Everything in your life is going great and let's get it done. You know, something that's jumping out to me is it's possible that mindset might be more of your uniqueness, that your approach to health might just be mental and not physical. You actually said that uh, earlier. Correct. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, so I, it's kind of the same question we're saying is, is mindset the whole book or is that just a chapter in the book? And, and the way you described I, it is it might just be a chapter in the book. Right. I think that's a, one of the aspects as well that I'd like to get into as well. I think that's where one of my strong suits is um, motivating individuals, um, bringing back their, 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 letting them understand their self-worth um, and in that, in that realm, I think that's one of the aspects that I really like and I enjoy and I can help them most. Motivating your, uh, is that a, you're saying that's part of mindset or that's another chapter is like motivating individuals. Well, mindset could be one motivating could be another. Um, but it all be, I think it should all go in the same book. That would be under like mindset. Yes, correct. Okay. What would the other chapters of this book be in terms of, how to be healthy. So first of all, I'm going to eliminate some negative habits. Then I need to, you know, upgrade my mindset. Are there other, uh, would you want to basically spend the whole book writing about mindset or would you want to move on to other chapters? No, I believe that there's much more room for improvement that other chapters would be needed to get to where I want it to go. Okay. All right. So what would those, what, you know, tell me the chapters kind of like in order. So step one, stop negative habits. Step two, upgrade your mindset. What's step three? Step three would be focus on your, your physical being or physical body. Step four would be basically to, um, to wake up every morning, um, and have a positive outlook. Um, positivity, um, would be one of the chapters. Um, Surround yourself with um, positive individuals, I think, would be uh, another one. And be grateful and happy, I think. Talk about being happy all the time and being grateful for what we have and turn it into a lifestyle, a positive and healthy, happy lifestyle. Those are different. Do you think those would be like other chapters? I think they would be part of a chapter or chapters in themselves. Any other steps to becoming healthy? And this is the, this is in the Joseph Gonzalez framework. <laughs> yeah, obviously food, uh, your nutritional programs, your uh, meal, your meal programs, what I always call it, um, your exercising routines, your supplementation programs, your cardiovascular conditioning programs, 
your muscle exercise therapy programs. We can go on and on in that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the chapter on posit- in positivity, you said surround yourself with positive individuals. You said be grateful and happy. That all feels like that's the same chapter to me. Right. Um, when you say food, you said focus on the physical body as a chapter, but it, uh, so that might mean that like the weight training and the cardiovascular stuff would probably f- falls under there. Um, r- right. So, um, yes, sir. did you got the positivity part of this too, which I'm not, um, <laughs> I'm not sure that positivity is different than mindset. Is it different than mindset? I think they, they go together. Um, I think one, one feeds off of the other. Because if you have your mindset, just me thinking, if me thinking that's dangerous, but if you have your mindset in place, I think you can turn it around and make it positive. And if you're positive, your mindset will be where it needs to be. So I think they'd go together. So, so far here, the way this is shaping out is we have eliminate negative habits, uh, you know, upgrade your mindset. Um, then we've got uh, positivity. Then you've got focus on the physical body. Then you have food and nutrition, and then you have supplements. Yes. Is there anything else in that book? I think for right now, that would be the direction where I want to go. Maybe we can add something later, but I think for right now, it'd be the direction I'd like to get started in. Okay. All right. So there you've got, mm, you've got the start here. This is, this is the, this is the start of a, of an actual book, right? This is kind of, very quick and dirty version of how we would, we would walk someone through outlining a book, but this book potentially has six, what we would call pillars. They're like six chapters, um, negative habits, mindset, positivity, physical body, food and nutrition, um, and supplements. Um, so then if those were the six chapters, now we got to understand what's the through line. What is, what is the one behavior or instruction or command that all six of those things have in common. And we want to deliver it as an instruction to the reader. So it's like that my whole premise, which now we know your premise includes these six items. um, My whole premise is, can be boiled down to one sentence. Here's what all of these six things have in common. It is that you must what? Um, that they are life improving. You want me to give you a whole sentence or just a couple words? Yeah, to just keep it. That's all right. And you're doing great here. By the way, I should have told you this earlier. Like this is a messy process. <laughs> and if it, if it were easy, it is, it is. everybody would do it. This is very, very <laughs> difficult. We're actually making lightning fast progress here just in how short of a time, um, you know, th- this, 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 you know, typically could take several days, but, um, yeah, so keep going. So life improving. This is a life improving, um, mental changing, uh, physical, physical driven transformation. What am I doing though? Give me a, give me an order. Give me an instruction. I I come to you. I say, I say, Joseph, I want to be healthier. You say, Rory, the one thing you have to do in order to be healthier is to what? Have to prepare your mindset and put it in the right place to get started. Okay. So prepare your mindset um, is possible. Like that's, that could be in the direction of something that would work. But if that was what the whole book was about was preparing your mindset, then um, 
then the the whole the whole book would be about mindset. You wouldn't want stuff in there about supplements unless it's somehow connected through the mindset you should have about supplements, the mindset you should have about food, the mindset which you could do. Okay. Then I mean the generic would be uh to prepare your mind, body and soul for a life-changing transformation. Okay. Yeah. That's generic. That's generic. I don't want you to think marketing. I don't want you to think right. slogany. I want you to think very instructional. Like uh, if you said, Rory, prepare your mindset, body, and soul. I don't know what to do. If you say, Rory, work out 10 minutes a day. I go, okay, I know what to do. If you say, eliminate negative habits, I know what to do. So the goal here is to be as practical as as, as possible um, and that's why this is so difficult. And most, most writers, most speakers, most teachers, they operate easily up here in the area of saying a little about a lot. Here's a little on supplements. Here's a little bit on nutrition. Here's a little bit on muscle. Here's a little bit on cardiovascular. Here's a little bit on mindset. Here's a little bit on habits. And it's very difficult to break through the noise because there's a lot of people who are saying a little about a lot of things. The way you penetrate that and you, you pierce it, you pierce through it by having one clear, concise sentence that it's like, this is it. Um, and so we got to go, what do all of those things have in common? Right? So there's, there's a couple ways to come about this. One is to go, here's all the chapters. What do they all have in common? Or it's just to ignore the chapter thing altogether and say, the only thing you need to know to be healthy is this, is this one thing, and it is to blank. Um, that's the premise. That's the message. It's the through line. And so that's what, we're, what we got to nail here. Um, so the one thing that I must do to be healthier in my life, Joseph, is to what? You're going to get me on this one. Um, the one thing that you need to be, do to be healthier in life is to... Uh, Focus on yourself to make the changes. Okay. I still am not super clear on what to do yet. Um, But, you know, I think you were closest. I think, I think we were closest when you said transform your lifestyle. I think that that was pretty close because now it's like, okay, I, I don't love the word transform because that word isn't, I don't know exactly what that means, right? I, you say, go transform your life. I don't know what that means. If, if, if you say again, you know, say positive affirmations 10 times a day, I know what that means. I can do that. And that's what we're, what we're driving for is like one consistent kind of behavior here. And so when I look at everything, your chapters in your book, which are negative habits, upgrade your mindset, positivity, physical body, food and nutrition and supplements, I would say, okay, these things are all part of your lifestyle. That's one of the reasons why I think the lifestyle part fits is, so there is something I, there is something I'm doing to my lifestyle. And that's the big idea here is that I'm not doing a diet plan. I'm not doing an exercise plan. I'm not doing a supplement plan. I'm not doing a mindset plan. I'm, I'm changing my lifestyle. And, and then when I subdivide it 
it means make changes in these areas. So I, I, I like the word lifestyle. That feels pra- that feels the most pragmatic, but I'm not sure exactly what I'm supposed to do about my lifestyle. Can you help me clarify that? My, maybe you can help me out. So you want me to identify every step or you just want me to say a one word that can encompass the whole uh, the right whole now book. i'm looking for a sentence yeah so right now i'm looking for what we would call the message or the through line uh this is how to be successful i'll give you examples so my first book take the stairs which uh you know becomes a number two new york times bestseller uh here's here's a great awesome. example people people often say well rory you know you know i don't have anything unique to say well the take the stairs book in a way is about hard work. Like there could be what could be more unoriginal than the message of hard work. Well, nothing except the message of that book is do things you don't want to do. That's the whole message of the book. It can, when I go out and speak and people pay me lots of money to come because I deliver a clear instructionable and a clear instruction, actionable, uh, order, a command. The next time something comes up that you know you should do that you don't feel like doing it, do the thing you don't feel like doing, i.e. take the stairs. Take the stairs is the metaphor that we use. Um, my TED Talk, one of the reasons it went viral is because we taught people how to multiply time. We said it is literally possible to create more time. People said, no, that's impossible. There's no way to create more time. Time's the one thing we can never get more of. We said false. That's wrong. I can teach you in one sentence how to create time. Spend time on things today that create more time tomorrow. Spend time on things today that create more time tomorrow. It's it's not markety. It's not hyperbole. It's not fancy. It's not flashy it's direct and boring and clear and so if you want me to be healthy i need you to tell me in a very direct boring and clear language what is the one thing i need to do to become healthy and i think the word lifestyle maybe belongs in that sentence okay um you have to change your lifestyle by getting your mind in order by changing your eating habits by exercising (laughs) on a regular basis and by continuing to take your supplementation. Yeah. Well, those are what the six (laughs) sub chapters would be. Uh Uh-huh. But if you had to summarize all six of them into one, one phrase, like you said, change your lifestyle. Mm. That's could be pretty close, but change it. How, what do I need to, to, to do with my lifestyle. You got me on this one. I'm trying to think about it because it's right. That's the main sense that could capture, that could capture everybody. And I, I just don't have it. I don't have that sense. That's okay. And again, we, we, we likely are not going to get there in this conversation because uh, right. we've already blitzed through like a whole bunch of to, to get, to get this, but we've got, we have some momentum here. I, I think, um, like, you know, I could send you out the door with something, something like, um, com- commit to a healthier lifestyle for the long term. Okay. Okay. Um, that is, and, and, and the, and the, and the mental shift there that you're helping me make would be, you'd be talking about why diets don't work. 
Because they're temporary. Why exercise plans don't work? Because they're temporary. Why supplements don't work? Because they're only one part of the equation. Why sleep by itself won't work? Because it's one part of the equation. And, and you're saying those are parts of the, the solution, but the real solution is lifestyle. And lifestyle can't be short-term. It has to be long-term. It has to be permanent. And, and so you go, these are the parts. The book is, here's the parts of your lifestyle one by one. But the big idea, the big overarching idea here, I think you're trying to say, which it, it just hasn't kind of stumbled out all the way, is that it is a lifestyle change. It's a long-term change. It affects every area of your life, every area of your, you know, it's your mind, your body, your soul. Those, those are things you have said, but it's, um, it's, it's not the short-term thing. It's, it's the long-term. You have to change your thinking for the long-term. You have to change your eating for the long-term. You have to, uh, you know, change your, change your supplements for the long-term. You have to change your, your thinking for the long-term, change your exercise for the long-term. Like, um, so, uh, you know, th- I, th- I think yes, you know, something around that, but that is something where you go, I've never heard of you. You know, this happens to me all the time. People have never heard of Roy Vaden. Some of one of the executives read my book and they say, I think this guy would be awesome. They pay us some money. We come, we're in front of thousands of people. They've never heard of me. And at the end, the the greatest chance of creating life change is to deliver one simple instruction. When you have diluted focus, you get diluted results. So when you give multiple messages, you get diluted compliance. I've never said that before, but that's good. Um, but that's when good. You, it sounds good. <laughs> yeah, when you give multiple <laughs> messages you get diluted compliance. So that's a derivative of something we always say, which is uh, all the way back from my Take the Stairs book. When you have diluted focus, you get diluted results. So as the messenger, when you give multiple messages, you get diluted compliance. So you got to, boom, here's the big idea. The big idea is lifestyle for the long term. Something about lifestyle for the long term, I think is what is kind of what you're saying. And then you go, that is what to do which is, and then you go, okay, how do I do it? That's what the chapters are. But what is the book about? The book is about the one thing you must do. What, what one thing must I do? The chapters are, how do I do it? What are the subcomponents of, of, of how I do it? Um, and so, you know, in a way we've gotten pretty close here to outlining your entire book, uh, Mr. Joseph, <laughs> there you go. in, 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 Thank a, in you, a, sir. a, in a conversation. So, you know, we've got some work here, but, um, you know, uniqueness comes from a few places. It comes from asking what problem do I solve for the world? We're still not totally clear on that. We've, we've got some things, fatigue, depression, um, lethargy, uh, you know, stuff like stuff like that, uh, that are candidates here. Um, and it would be good to narrow that down. And what happens is as you move through this process, um, it's a messy process. Uh, and like I said, it normally takes us a couple days, um, when we're working with somebody, well, every step forward you take, it corroborates or negates the previous step. Um, so I think, um, 
you know, I think in, in your case, we would dial in closer on the problem that we solve as you move forward. But, but you got to go, what problem do I solve for the world in one word? And then you go, how, what is my instruction to them for how to solve that problem in one sentence? It's extremely simple and extremely difficult, right? So you go, okay, well, the problem is fatigue. Great. That's a great problem to solve. Then that's a great, you, you know, you're orienting your uniqueness around the problem you solve and also your answer to it. What is your answer to it? Choose a healthy lifestyle for the long term or something like that. Um, that becomes the what, what, what is the one thing you must do to solve that problem? And then the how do you do that one thing is subdivided into like the chapters. But, um, you know, so that's where we find uniqueness is around this intersection between what problem do you solve? What are you passionate about? What do you spend time researching? And what do you have personal results doing? Which is, you know, we, we, we say the shortcut of that is your most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were. Um, now, there's two other components of this, which we didn't even get to today, which we're not going to get to because we're really <laughs> short on time. Um, okay. But, uh, we're swimming around it. We're very much swimming around something that could be a uh, 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 uniqueness, you know, in a much clearer message. It's, it's, it's much easier for me to hire you, Joseph, to, to have you come talk about living a healthy lifestyle um, and how to help my team or our athletes or our people feel less depressed or less fatigued than it is to just say, Hey, come to a motivational speech on anything you want to say. Cause you're unplanned and it's just high energy, right? Um, now you're going to be all those things, high energy and honest and authentic and all that stuff, but you're, you're dialing in your expertise. Expertise is what breaks you through the noise, not delivery. Um, uh, you know, expertise is kind of like how we're going to like, phew, you know, think Simon Sinek, think Brene Brown, think, uh, you know, these various personal brands who have broken through the wall. It's a niche kind of expertise. Um, so, so we're getting there. And I think you're very passionate about this health area. And I, I would, um, so the last part of this, which we're not going to get to, but is, is figuring out what are the, who is my buying audience and how do I need to structure my information in a way that they can consume it at a price they can afford it um, that provides value to their life, but also fits your lifestyle requirements? The fact that you have two kids and maybe you can't be on a plane 200 days a year. Um, and, and so, you know, that's, there's more. Um, my other, I, I got a whole other podcast that this is all we, we talk about is this kind of stuff. Um, it's called the influential personal brand podcast. I think you're, you know, that's going to be one for you to tune into. And, and those, those people are, are influential personal brand podcast should come listen to this as a real life, you know, coaching episode for a, from a brand new relationship on this, but awesome. you've got passion around it. I mean, Joseph, we basically outlined a book, man. I'm ready to go, Roy. Thank you very much for your time, man. I'm, it's an honor to be here with you, man. It's great. You, you got full of knowledge. I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning. You're, yeah, you're, and you are, you are positive. Um, and you're, you're, you're passionate about this and you're super positive, man. I, I love your, <laughs> I love your energy so much. So 
so much so that um, I think that this that we came up with um, is really good. And you could certainly build an entire career on these six pillars. Um, But I have to say, (coughs) my personal interaction makes me wonder that if your uniqueness is less about food and nutrition and supplements and exercise, and it's more just about mindset. I almost think we could narrow this down to where we really did make the entire book about positivity and mindset, because in our conversation here, I would say there's nothing particularly unique that you've said about like these pillars, but what is very unique is who you are. You are enthusiastic, you're positive, you're optimistic, um, you're humble, you're eager. Uh, And my guess is it is that is that component of you, which is what has transformed your life and what creates energy more than the vitamins that you're taking and more than your exercise routine. Um, right, and I so feel you. I know it. You could you could probably do you could probably do two books. You could do one that's a little broader on all these <laughs> things, but then I I bet the one that breaks through the wall is going to just be around positivity and mindset um, because I think that's who you are. Thank you. I appreciate it. Always love when I get a chance to meet aspiring speakers, newer speakers, uh, younger in their speaking career, because, gosh, I remember exactly what it felt like to have that dream of being a speaker. And uh, it's a fun and exciting and difficult and challenging journey. And so that conversation with Joseph means means a lot you know, to me personally. And there's three takeaways that came out of that for me that apply to anybody looking to, I think... Um, pursue a dream uh, in, in not just in speaking. Well, the first one is in general. So my, my first big takeaway and reminder there is disregard competition, disregard the competition. There's a lot of reasons why you might fail, but deciding that someone else has already done it should not be one of them. Like if you're playing the game of uniqueness, even if someone else has done it, they'll never be able to do it quite like you. And, you know, I love seeing, think about how many donut shops have, have emerged like on the scene here in recent years, like donuts have been around for years and years and years, but people are innovating it. They're doing it the way they would do it. They're, they're, they're doing it in a way that's exciting to them. There's so many things that are, are happening that way. Whereas if you just said, oh, there's already, you know, Dunkin' Donuts, like, why would I ever start a donut company? That's a, that's, that's not the reason to not pursue your dream. So we, we pay little attention to what the competition is doing. We need all of our energy and attention and resources focused on, uh, what we can be not worrying about who other people are. And that's just a, that's kind of a more of a personal philosophy. So I'd, I'd say that the second thing, which is a practical tip related to anyone who is in the world of building their personal brand or thought leadership or influence is if you want to be viewed as a thought leader, then you need to forward the conversation of what's been said. And what you really are trying to do is forward the thinking that has been done. It's not enough to just represent what other people have said. What you would want to do is digest what other people have said, process it, critically evaluate it, 
apply it to today and say, what's missing from this? What could make this better? What would make it more complete? What would make this more actionable? What would make it more effective or more powerful? What would be a higher level expression of this? Um, and, and then you add a layer to it. And so that is, I think, part of the difference between all the noise of, you know, the hundreds of thousands of speakers and coaches that are out there and breaking through the wall to where you're, you know, really getting those top tier fees. You're, you're building larger followings. You're getting invited on bigger media appearances. You're, you're, you're attracting more clients and it's not such a, a pull to get them because they're, they're, they're coming. Uh, there's not such a push to get them. It's more like you're pulling them to you. And that happens by forwarding the conversation. Um, and that happens mostly as a result of thinking and spending time thinking and processing what's been said. Don't assume just because you learned something from somebody else that was really brilliant that you couldn't add to it. A lot of the stuff that we come up with is based on things we've learned from mentors and authors and things, but then we've adapted it and applied it to the current time, the current age and said, how can we make this more useful for people? And you can do, you can do the same thing, but strive to forward the conversation. And I would say, even if you're like a leader inside of a company, forward the conversation. Don't just complain about a problem, point towards solutions. And, you know, if you can think through a couple solutions and then vet a few of them to determine the viability and the steps. And if one of them is obvious, then just solve the problem and report up and say, Hey, there was this problem. Here's what I did. The problem is solved. And here's the outcome that's forwarding the thinking it's advancing the progress. And, and most people don't do that. Most of us just sort of like sit in what happens. And as things occur to us, we just sort of let it hit us and affect us. And, and we don't affect it. We don't start to move it. We don't start to shape it and form it. But if you want to be a leader uh, in any sense of the word, you want to do that. You want to forward the conversation and advance the thinking that has been done. And then my third takeaway, which definitely applies to speakers, but I also would say this applies to leaders and anyone who manages a team. And I think this applies to parents too. When you give multiple messages, you get diluted compliance. When you give multiple messages, you get diluted compliance. The hardest work is figuring out the one thing that needs to be said, right? Or the few things that need to be said. That's the hardest work. The hardest work is not just blabbity blind about all the stuff that you think. Anybody can do that. The hard work, again, is doing the thinking here of um, narrowing it down to what is the core essence of this idea? What is the one thing I need to get across to my team? What is the one thing I need to get across to my child? What is the one thing I need to get across uh, to my audience? Uh, what is the one thing I need to get across to my reader? That is how you break through the wall. Say not, don't say a, a little about a lot. Uh, as my mentor, Eric Chester used to tell me, say a lot about a little do that. And I think you'll have much more success having your message heard and having your audience respond to all the things that you're saying and to all the things that you're saying to them, regardless of who your audience is. That's it for this week's edition of the Success Line podcast. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. If you would like to appear on the Success Line, head to success.com slash success line guest to fill out the application form. If you're enjoying the podcast, feel free to rate, review, and most of all, tell your friends. This has been a success podcast. 
Head to success.com slash podcast to hear more just like it.